and we are back we are live for the second time today on the gray horror pagans podcast uh pulling double duty it's been a while since i have done that but my guests my second guest for the day second and definitely not the the least james of the glam rock band or just rock bands uh hot apollo another first another first on the grammar pagans podcast i haven't had a a rocker before so yeah welcome welcome thank you for uh thank you for joining my pleasure i'm honored to be the first rocker on the show hell yeah so um introduce yourself introduce introduce the bands uh like what do you do How, what does the um, what's the band do have you have you gotten that million dollar record label yet so yeah i'm james buckman uh i dabble in a few things I, I i do a bit of acting modeling and poetry uh sometimes but uh my main passion and vocation in life is uh singing rock and roll so that's what i do with uh my group hot apollo the sparkliest rock and roll band uh anyone could ever imagine uh and yeah we're still working on the million dollar uh record label thing actually uh i mean i don't know i don't know what's a million now in 2023 i mean like yeah. think about half for a million so uh let's i mean let's shoot higher but you know let's shoot anyway um but yeah no that we, we do honestly want to be the biggest thing in rock and beyond uh and and we're we're always working towards that um, but yeah, so we have not landed that deal yet, but we are working. Awesome. Working, creating, playing, showing, you know, all the stuff. Grinding it out, trying to make it big. Yeah, glamming it out, growing it out. You don't see a lot of glam rock bands or, you know, rock bands of your stature in uh, in 2023. So uh, so why why glam rock? Why uh, is it just the the showman aspect, or you know, is it for for the girls? Because you uh, you saw that all those glam rockers they pull all the girls. So there are a couple answers to that. One's broader, the other's more personal. I'll start with the broader one. So sure. uh, I think, listen, I've I've had the pleasure to play with all sorts of like to share the stage with all sorts of amazing bands full of wondrously talented musicians, um, and it's, it's it's been amazing. I, I'm I'm based in Toronto, Canada. We have a pretty solid music scene here. Uh, one thing uh, a lot of musicians don't always seem to remember is that while it is about the music, it's not just about the music. The music has to be paramount. Like if, if the music's not amazing, there's no point. Don't like mm -hmm. don't don't even get out of the bed. But um, people can listen to music at home on like Spotify or whatever, right? Like that's for free. Like if, if you're like asking people to come out, you know, get out of bed, you know, maybe like brave the cold like stay up late, you know, pay like, I don't know, 15, 20 dollars for a show. Like you want to give them something, right? Uh, you like, you want to give them something they can't get at home. So it's not just the sounds. You have to like uh, hit as many senses as you can, you know, the, the, you know, the sights, the feels, you know, all of that. And you want to put on like a full like spectrum show. And, uh, and that is what we do. But um, that that's almost like a sort of a reasoning after the fact, because the honest truth is that that's just how I am. Like, I'm always uh, <laughs> like, like firing in, in every direction, uh, in all aspects, across like all dimensions, right? Like, I, I, I don't really fit in like anywhere in the real world. Like, but the stage is that one place where all of my uh, crazy quirks and, and like natural flamboyancy like makes sense like that is where i'm meant to be so i i couldn't like it wasn't as though i, I chose the genre of glam rock like 
it was just the natural direction of my life. Like I wasn't gonna, like I'd have to become a very different person to like start a shoegaze band or something, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like I, I it's, and, and I'm not actually very good at becoming different people. Like for good and ill, I am now and forever James. Um, and so yeah, glam rock is just sort of my spirit drew me towards. It's the uh, the only logical thing, the only thing that that really fits. You know, it's not you chose glam rock, glam rock chose you. It's kind of like yeah, we were there was just a natural affinity, like like magnetism, right? Yeah. Um, oh, that's that's cool. That's you don't you don't hear that a lot anymore. Like everyone nowadays just wants to be you know so and so or like in the the rock and metal scene, like you know this this one band that's really hot, then like you're you'll get ten cheap copies of. Uh, yeah, no, and no, writing the same lyrics with the same kind of breakdowns, only done like slightly, slightly worse, or you know, a lot worse. Um, <laughs> brutal. Uh, yeah, no, no point in being the next thing. I'm gonna be the first this, you know, and uh, and you know, other people can be the previous or next me if they want. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just focused <laughs> on, on on doing my thing. You're gonna be the. Uh... The standard bearer. You're gonna be the one who all uh, who all other bands are gonna gonna want to copy. That's that's a good attitude. That's a really good attitude, man. I I I love that. Yeah, that's I think I think attitude is also very important because it's almost the sort of thing where like you need to be doing it for the right reasons, but you also like probably need to be doing it for some of the wrong ones in a way. Like, because uh, I, I think you need every like for 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 any sort of artistic pursuit. There's such a a high percentage of people. The world will never hear of right and yeah. and that shouldn't stop people from making art like people have been making art in, in the corners of their lives for ages and like i mean a, a lot of them will never find renown um but even the ones who don't like some of them even like will find the art like decades or centuries later and and it enriches the lives of people they'll never know and and just like just putting it out in the world is a positive thing but i think at your core like to keep doing it even when uh, the odds seem to be against you, need like you need to have every fire burning at full intensity to see you through the darkest, coldest moments. And uh, and and w like whatever, like like hoard reasons as a dragon hoards treasure. You know, like like have like take all the differing motivations, um, good and bad, that will fuel your artistic journey. Right. You like it takes everything, and uh, so you want to use everything. That's that's exactly the right attitude. And if you can make it big with that, then you know that's that's even better. Like imagine amount of bands that never, well, you know, so never make it out of the the practice room, for example, or just the the amount of people that walk around with you know the the thoughts or the you know the the wanting to start some creative endeavor, but they they never do it and you know with my like the the podcast is um is my creative endeavor if you will and i am having a lot of fun doing it so to you know to be creative and to work on something creative very enriching and yeah you'll you'll get some negative experiences with it as well you know um uh, with, especially with bands you know the the standard or the um standard, what is it the stereotype of the the starving artist or you know playing a show for five people three of which are you know working behind the bar um, <laughs> but you know everybody 
everybody has to has to start somewhere and i mean especially nowadays like with with the internet and how big social media has become and all self-promotion really has never been to get your music to the masses or your your art to the to the masses it has never been easier you know make a twitter make an instagram make a tiktok share it around get some followers and you know try and grow it try and grow it from there have have you seen any like success with that or are you like still doing the uh the old school uh like passing around flyers and giving out free singles on the uh so here's the thing while i i take to the artistic side of things very naturally the business end uh is um uh presenting a bit of a a, a larger uh <laughs> learning curve but I, you know i do everything i can so it's, it's, it's a mixture of all sorts of things like yeah it's um i i, I do what i can uh for um the, the social media game too like i you know i i'm on you know uh like i'm everywhere like insta youtube tiktok uh whatever and uh i don't take as naturally to that as i do to you know creating and performing but mm -hmm. um like you know i recognize the importance of it so i, I keep that up too and I, you know uh we have like a bunch of music videos uh and i'm shooting like another one in like a couple of weeks releasing the previous one uh later in july so like i i, I uh, yeah i want i might like, do everything i can to get myself all over the internet but also just being like outside like in the world uh i, I tend to like I draw a lot of eyes and often don't notice because i'm possessed of a mind that doesn't uh, often have great awareness of its surroundings but mm -hmm. uh like people come up to me and say oh you know i like your look or your vibe or whatever and like i'll, t I'll talk to them and we'll get talking and inevitably uh my band will come up so like just being myself in the world is its own form of promotion that's the best one there is just that that yeah. genuine human contact oh that's that's really cool and you're you're shooting another music video soon yeah we're actually supposed to shoot it on um the previous saturday but uh one of the actors and the director's girlfriend uh got sick so we we delayed it by a few weeks uh for safety because oh, that's imagine like that those um that whole aspect of you know getting the band together getting the equipment together getting all the people together like that seems like such a big hassle like i i worked on a uh, a side project from a like a former friend of mine like some years ago we were wanting to do a um a music video but just to, to get an idea of like what you want in the video like is there going to be a story what is the story how is it going to be portrayed that it's it's creative as well but it's a whole different kind of creative i mean yeah but that's that's almost a bit of the the joy of it right like it's it's getting to uh like really dig your fingers into uh, a new medium uh like because you know music uh is like the, the 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 brunt of our work right but like when you yeah. get a chance to to like uh use the camera in a different way and uh present yourselves in a, a path that that isn't your usual like day in day out um style uh it's it's uh, it's pretty refreshing you know um it's it's uh it's it's telling you know a story in a way that isn't like you know your primary mode of communication and and i like that like i don't i i don't think i i could ever like be like a i don't think my path ever lay, lay in like you know like direct like you know being a director or, or any sort of like behind the camera filmmaking but getting involved in an aspect 
um, is is an experience unto itself, and it it is one I, I do like to dabble in uh, when the opportunity comes along. Yeah, I, I can I can imagine the the whole technical side of it is very very interesting. Uh, so where where do you get your your inspiration from for the for the music videos for the you know for the the lyrics for your uh, for your your poetry and is there any overlap between your poetry and your lyrics or is that like totally different? So I actually came to music basically through poetry. Like when I was like like, like from, the, from like the youngest age I can remember, mm -hmm. I, I took quite naturally to writing and performing. Um, not necessarily singing. Uh, it was a while before I actually learned how to sing decently at all. Um, but I always, uh, I always had that sort of natural flamboyancy, and I always had a, a sort of um, like affinity for uh, like writing, especially poetry. And uh, when like middle school and high school came around, all my friends were learning instruments and they wanted to start a band. And uh, they loved my lyrics. Uh, they loved the stuff I was writing because I was just writing for the fun of it anyway. Um, but they uh, they hated my voice because I, I, I wanted to sing. I wanted like you know be up in front of stage jumping around, and uh, that was just like what I liked doing. Like I was the kind of kid in class who just randomly like hop on the desk and start singing if the if, <laughs> if there was a quiet moment, right? Like that was I got into some trouble, you know, just quietly for that kind of thing when I was you know around like sixth grade or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so like naturally I, I wanted to, to do that on stage, and and everyone around me said no, don't do that. But you know what? You have a drum kit at home. Uh, and you can keep a beat even if you're not like a great drummer. So why don't you just drum for us and we'll use your lyrics? And so that that was how the first few bands I was in went. But as you said, um, there are some bands that never make it out of the practice room. And in my case, uh, these these early bandmates just weren't. They didn't like. They didn't have the the motivation. They didn't have the drive. And uh, I got disillusioned with music for a while because it involved like relying on other people who kept disappointing me and uh and i just focused on poetry um and then i realized you know what i love poetry but nothing fills me with sheer ec ecstasy like performing so i uh, i've got to get back and and and, and, and to use it you know and, and listen anything worth anything in life have the potential for disappointment but you've just got to push past that so i said all right I, i'm gonna keep going i'll find the right people and if they turn out to be the wrong people, then I'll find new right people. You know, that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought, you know what? I'm no turning back now. Nothing's going to stop me. And, uh, and I thought, you know what? I'm not good enough to audition for a band as a drummer. And if I'm starting my own band, no one's around to tell me not to sing. So I'm just going to take my words and my natural stage presence. And I'm going to be the, sing the front man of a band. And through sheer stubbornness, I will learn how to sing. And that's what I did. All that's what I did. So yes. And then a lot of my poems have been adapted into how to follow songs um so it's not it's it's not the different side of myself it's the same i'm just uh writing uh and and singing what's in my soul so i at the end of the day i am the inspiration for that side of thing um and you know the music videos can come from a variety of sources like often it, it's go along with the lyric um in one way or another often it's sometimes it's the vibe um for this one we're about to shoot uh Minor spoilers for um, an unreleased track from the uh, album we're bringing out towards the end of the year. The song is called Fistagons, and uh, it's inspired by um, one of my favorite comic series, a uh, Marvel comic series called Runaways, uh, about a group of kids uh, whose parents turn out to be supervillains, 
and they basically take their parents' stuff and use it to fight their parents. And uh, it's it's from the perspective of this uh, kid who's the son of mad scientist, and he gets these um, metal gauntlets that shoot fire, and they're called Tristigons. And so uh, we're, we're, like, the director of this video is actually a, a fan of that comic, so we're drawing a bit of inspiration from that comic for some of the visuals and, and set pieces of the video. Oh, that's really cool that you managed to find a uh, like such a like-minded director such who uh, who loves the the comics just that as much that's kind of i bet that's going to be a fun collaboration oh it is yeah like we've, we've been like uh tossing on ideas for that the past few weeks and it's been just a joy to talk to them about it like that's we'll have really these like cool. you know like all right we've had we like been scheduling it like like what sometimes you like schedule like all right can we just like sit down for like, 15 minutes and like uh, i just want to go over some of the stuff we've been planning and then like you know shooting locations all that and like we'll be talking for forty-five minutes at least, because we'll just like keep like riffing on ideas <laughs> and, and like like kicking out with each other for for ages. It's a lot of fun. Well, that's good. That's really good. That means the chemistry is there. It's, you know. Yeah, and that's that's you know what you need. It's and I've I've enjoyed work with a, a few different directors. This is the first video I've shot with this particular guy. Um, uh, easy. Um, but yeah, it's and I'm, I'm incredibly excited for it. Yeah, I can I can definitely imagine. That's a, that's a whole project. That's a whole whole thing. Um, so you came to uh, to music through your your poetry. Like, is your poetry have you um, have you published it at all, uh, or is it just something that you you kept to yourself? Um, I, I would definitely have to keep it to myself. I, I most of it has not been like published in any sort of wide sense but i mean it's there's a bunch of it on my personal website hotapollo.com so if anyone's curious there's a whole section for a bunch of my poetry um at some point i will look into uh more professional publication um but honestly like with the publishing industry as it is right now uh i think it'll make more sense for me to release it after i'm already you know more famous for my music because usually that's people find poetry right it's like you know Leonard Cohen tried to be a poet for ages and got nowhere until people like found him through his music and then bought his poetry, you know? Like, that tends to be how it goes. So I think like my, my general plan is get famous from the music and then like have my fans find my poetry uh, through that. Um, so that's 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 kind of like my sort of strategy. Um, yeah. But yeah, you have just like, you know, publish online because at least it's out there. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, music is a, uh, a easier entry points of course and can portray the uh, art and your writing very well if you uh if your lyrics i haven't really had the chance to uh, to check out your music just yet i listened to some of it and it's very it's very rock and roll it's it's really it's really good um but i mean if your lyrics are anything like your uh, like your poetry, then I am sure people will, uh, they will love it. But yeah, music is, it's the easier, uh, the easier entry point. Of course, it's, uh, it's a lot it's broader, easier to find. And yeah, you know, poetry just with very good musical backing. Yeah, I think it, I mean, like lyrics, I, you know, they're obviously important to me, but I think, I think music does, it is just a sort of, it is sort of like broader entry way, right? Because like with poetry, like, there's only one way into it and that's through the words and that's like you know what gets everyone into a thing right like it gets a lot of people into it um and you know if you like words like you know my poetry is like there for you and it'll, it'll hit but like music can can capture people in a bunch of different ways sometimes it's the words like that's how some people get into into you know their favorite song or whatever but sometimes mm -hmm. it's uh you know guitar 
work or or just the uh effect of the of the singer's voice there are all sorts of ways same with like movies like i i know when i go to see a movie like just an action movie or something what gets me in is is the dialogue you know the the, and the, the character dynamic dynamics right but for some yeah. people it's the the cinematography or um the score or like you know there's so many ways so when, when you have like a, a an art form that's composed of like more various like varied uh elements um it, it just like pr- like brings m- more different kinds of people into it you know and that's why i think poetry is is on the narrower side i, I still love it and it's still a, a, a wonderful art form but i do understand why it has uh, currently a, a smaller audience than other forms of art. I mean, music is, of course, it's more of a of a experience. You know, as you, you know, as you said, you always want it, want it to be. You know, you have the um, the guitarist and the drums and the, you know, the the vocals and all, and like individually, it's of course, you know, it's it's an art to you know play the guitar and play it good. Years and years of practice to be a good singer, as you know, as you know, takes years and years of practicing. You gotta keep practicing, of course, you know, either to maintain that level or maybe perhaps, you know, get even better. And uh with poetry, it like doesn't matter how beautiful the poetry is, in the end it's like you have to create the experience for yourself i'd say it's it's something that you have to um have to feel and it's it's more it's more difficult to feel just words or just the the emotion that is um that is written in those words because you know uh with any good art of course you're uh, doing it from your own experience you're uh you're laying your your soul. It's 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 social. A lot of artists, uh, songwriters, singer songwriters, they write from own experiences. And if you can put that to to music, by the uh, the whole experience surrounding that, it's easier to understand. Because I I can definitely say that. Um, I mean, I, I, I love my music. I love, you know, metal music and in all kinds of, uh, kind of ways. And the instrumentals can really, can really make or a song like the lyrics can be, you know, can be absolute bangers. The vocalist can be the, the best there is. If the music doesn't fit or just isn't good, the whole song is like, I'm not going to say ruins, but the, the experience is, uh, like there, there's this one yeah, kind of black metal, goth metal band, Cradle of Filth. They have this one song that really starts off good, you know, and builds up and builds up to a like what 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 is feeling like a very high point. But then like when the when the song like actually starts like past the intro, it falls and that's a shame. It it totally gets you it gets you out of it. It takes you it takes you out of it. Like it it's a great band, great musicians, they're great artists, great singer, but just the build up and then it falling flat doesn't work. And I do imagine with uh with poetry, like uh, for a lot of people, especially you know, nowadays in like 2023, everyone wants uh, wants the experience like here now and right away and nobody really wants to to think 
about it. Nobody really wants to um, to try and place themselves in the in the writers in the the poet's state of mind. So when it's just a uh, just a just a book, just you know words on a page, it's harder to to feel the emotion. Like unless you're such a proficient poet that you know just by reading like three words of a sentence, like people aren't already transported to the world that you are taking them with dry words on paper i get it i get why the the audience is much some lyricists are really poets in of themselves so if we take like a great band as Linkin park for example rest in peace chester not only was it great lyrics but especially uh, especially chester he brought it it with so much emotion in his voice and that made the whole experience so much better like you can look up the lyrics and just read it for yourself and you kind of get the message but it's not until you hear the music and hear the the emotion that really grabs you yeah no i'd say he's one of the most emotive singers like i was talking i'm not even like an expert on lincoln park but like just from hearing it, like bits of it uh like you can tell in an instant that he is all in and like that's that's my favorite kind of singer, honestly. Like, uh, like people who just completely give themselves over, uh, yeah, and become like 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 avatars of their sound in in the moment of performance. Like it's amazing. Yeah, he he becomes that emotion, like and it's something in like to the point where like like the audience does too, you know, like and it's a moment of connection because for for him. It's, it's, I mean, I might be projecting slightly because I don't know anything about him personally, but I can say, like, from my perspective, like, in that moment when you're just, uh, like, completely immersed in the, the pleasure and passion of the performance, um, yeah. the audience is too, and that is the vector along which some of the deepest connection between artists and audience uh, is formed. It's, it's, it's glorious. It's, it's one of, you know, the, the mo most sublime of pleasures and, and just experiences in general, in the world, to my mind, of being a sentient uh, creature. Well, that's, that's what, as, uh, like, as an artist, as a, especially a frontman, a singer, that's what you want to achieve, right? To take the audience with you on, you know, on that journey into that emotion, like, and... I do, I do think that that is also why so many bands, even though the lyrics are great, the music is great, there's just something missing, and that it that's that is that deeper connection or the the ability to to have that deeper connection to make that connection. Yeah, and like, I think at, it, at its core, that is one of our purposes and benefits. I think that is one of the ways in which improves the world. Although art is also very much a reflection of the world, you know, um, I think of like modern art for example um the, the best example that i can think of of the most like ridiculous modern art is a banana i don't know the one who taped the banana to the wall said it was and that's it's it's really a reflection of of the world we live in like we don't we don't appreciate it anymore we're just like we we take it for granted you know if yeah okay you know if you tell me it's art it's art just as long as the sales pitch is, is good i guess yeah you know, and listen i not all art is for everyone but i've never found a reason to argue against the existence of any art not really like yeah i mean like there are, there are like edge cases where some things might be made with the goals of spreading a message by 
disagree with or even abhor, but that's more of a political angle. Like from an artist, from a purely artistic perspective, I, I think all art is valid, you know? And then like, I, I, it's hard for me to think of an exception where, uh, to, to the rule that like all art will, will enrich someone's life. Even the worst like song or movie is someone's favorite. I mean, I know because a lot of my favorite movies are other people's least favorites, you know? Like <laughs> asking them a favorite Star Wars movie is sometimes. Um, it's, it's, it's probably gonna be the one like, most people put at the bottom of their list. You know, like every, 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 every bad thing is, is loved by someone and every good thing is uh, hated by someone else. And ultimately that proves that like, you know, it, for art, like good and bad, are, are quite subjective. So yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not the one who will get anything out of that wall banana, but as for someone, and, and so the fact that it exists and, and gets to be like big, meaty, and yellow in the world uh, is, is ultimately a positive. Yeah, okay. Oh, that reminds me of a conversation was more on a spiritual aspect that I had uh, with someone recently uh, here on the podcast. You know, if it if it works for you, valid. So I guess that you know, that goes for the, you know, the whole physical aspect too with art as well. You know, if you believe it's art, it is art. Subjective. It may not be art for someone else, but it is for you. Yeah. Okay. As above, so below. Yeah, sure. I really thought of it that way. You know, I've always been very, very critical on that, but I, I think I understand now. It's, it's, everything is subjective. I mean, I, I know for sure that a lot of things that I like, a lot of movies that I like, series that I like, music that I like, it's not, not everyone's cup of tea. You know, when I, when I'm at work and I put my music on, everybody's looking at me like, turn that shit off. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Another eye opener. But you, you brought up a, a good point with, uh, like the whole political sides of ours. Like, do you believe that um, that politics and art, or politics and music, should be separated from each other, or would would art and and music would it just uh, would it be a great way to uh, spread a political message? Because po politics, what you believe in, is also very subjective. I mean, it's it's of all ages, you know, music and politics and art and politics mixing with each other but it's such a hot such a hot topic because everybody is especially with musicians everybody's like oh shut up about your politics we don't care about your politics just make music that's that's what you do right that's why we why we love you that's why we buy your cds that's why we come to your concerts why we buy your merch because we love your music enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder can i make a podcast but it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. So I don't really see like how you can separate art from politics. Like people say all art is political, but at least for a lot of us, uh, like just existing is political, you know? Um, and then like putting your thoughts out into the world through art is a political act. Um, now, I think where people have a bit of an issue is, is when uh, some artists who 
have made a career on on forging that that connection uh, with with their audiences in the way we talked about um, somehow lose that thread when they start making speeches and they they start um, preaching uh, in a way that can can seem condescending, even if it's not necessarily meant like that. And uh, I think that that is the thing. Whenever uh, you're uh, trying to convey any sort of message, like don't talk down to people. And I think like even even in the world of like like actual politics, that's what separates good politicians from bad ones. You know, that's like you know, <laughs> I mean, you don't want like you know a crazy like partisan ship on your show and that's that's perfectly valid so i'm not gonna get into that a little bit i do think that uh i mean i'm not the first to say this but i think a large part of the reason for the outcome of the 2016 american election was because a lot of people felt as though uh hillary clinton was talking down to them whereas trump was doing his absolute best to uh become one of the guys basically you know he was he was trying to like do as much as he could do to seem like one of the the common people you know, uh, he's trying to like uh, present uh, a, a, a sort of sympathy for uh, those. Uh, now, like you know, you can argue about whether that's uh, valid or or a facade, but that that was what he, he did successfully um, in a way that that Hillary didn't. Um, it, and did, I think it did work in the so yeah, it worked in his case. Yeah, and and I think like people are generally going to gravitate towards people who uh are, are treating them as equals and and i think when a lot of celebrities get on the the soapbox um they they place themselves um above their audiences and their audiences don't like that because when they're listening to songs or seeing the movies or whatever like they forge that connection and and uh when when, when you know, these these people place themselves above the audiences that's that's a betrayal of that connection and that yeah. can really cut deep. Um, so I'm not. I don't think that people should shy away from being political, but uh, they they should still maintain those connections and and still maintain, like talking to people, uh, with a degree of equality, even if they don't agree with the person on the opposite end. And that's what I do. There, there are like there are you know people in the world I disagree with, and and like uh, I, I there are situations where I wouldn't you know excuse the. There, there are levels, right? You know, there are things you can get along with, and there, there are breaking points where you can't even be in the same room with someone, or, or even uh, really accept that that they can have such an important opinion. That's, that's valid, you know. If you're gonna talk to them or talk with them, you've got to like have a level playing field. You can't place yourself above them; otherwise, you're not doing anything. You're it, it's essentially just like masturbatory at that point. Um, if you want to convince anyone of anything, you've got to approach it with equality. Yeah, I think yeah, like I said, that's that's where it it really goes wrong when they uh when they have that holier than thou kind of attitudes when they you know get up on their high horse and it's like i am famous i am you know this big time actor actress singer whatever you know you all look up to me so therefore you know do as i say and it that uh, i think that's it's a you know a good way to lose a lot of your public fairy you know that's it's not i i get it you know you you have that you have that audience you have a audience of you know sometimes literally millions who are a big fan of you so yeah it is easier to use that audience you know artists and celebrities they are the original influencers of course um but i think it's also too easy to to use it in like such a, a negative way like such a, a preachy way uh you know for example in the whole 
uh, like with the whole COVID era and whatever, and the, the, the whole jab, like every other celebrity was pushing people to just, you know, get the jab. Like I did it. And it's like, yeah, but you know, if you get sick, you can afford it. You have a hundred mil, hundred mil in the bank and you live in a 10 million dollar mansion. You know, there's, there's, there's such a disconnect happening and i don't know why that is i don't I, I don't like is it is it the money is it the fame that makes them think that somehow because of that they're better it's it's, it's rare. Um, i think i think part of it is almost self-selecting i mean i think actually no it's not you know because i know a lot of people i've met i've encountered a lot of people who, who don't have that level of money or fame and they still act like that so I think it is just some people aren't good at, at understanding other people's experiences or accepting that other people's lives or priorities could, can be different. Or could it be that to achieve that level of success, you have to kind of be arrogant? Oh, well, that's the thing. Because um, I, I know that I have an element of arrogance in me, but I try to only let it out in situations, in, in aspects of my life where it serves a purpose. Like, as, as we were talking earlier about the attitude you need to make that, to, to, to make art your, your vocation, you need that sense of arrogance. You need to think that what you're putting out to the world through your, in your art is worth sacrificing for, you know? The world needs my art, uh, so I'm gonna do everything in my power to get it out there. You need that yeah. level of arrogance. Um, yeah, of course. But you can't let that infect the other areas of your life. You can't think that you know better in every situation. And uh, I think a lot of people, just aren't good at at recognizing where that arrogance becomes a problem and addressing it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, of course, you you have to believe in your own your own talents and your own abilities, and that you know your your art, your music is worth putting out there because you know otherwise you, you know you might as well not do it. Or if you're gonna like start a new project and just think like uh, you know I, I'm not sure if this if this is gonna work. I'm not sure if people are gonna like this no people are not gonna like it because that's actually that you give off us as you know regular regular joes regular customers who you know want to see what you're what you're offering us in terms of art or music or whatever it's what we're here for so yeah of course you're gonna have to be a little arrogant and you know especially as a as a rocker as a, a hard rocker a glam rocker arrogance kind of expected comes along with the with the whole glam rock lifestyle yeah it's a mood but you know you've got to recognize when you need to like turn that off yeah. and uh and that's that's you know again i'm the lead singer but i do my best to not succumb completely to lead singer syndrome at least you know when i'm off stage <laughs> right like that's yeah. that the one thing i leave on the stage it's like all right like cool like when, when i'm back in the room with the band like you know more of a person again i'm not uh I, I, I'm incapable of, of you know, listening to other people again. I'm incapable of like accepting that my first instinct might not always be the right one. And, uh, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of frontmen in particular or just artists in, in, in general, uh, can't turn that off. And that's when, uh, that positive arrogance becomes problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Lead singer syndrome is a real, a real thing. That's it's so, it's so funny how that happens. I mean, I get it, you know, you're, you're literally in the leads like you are the the face and the voice of bands so if it gets out of control then yeah of course you're gonna be like you know I, with you for example like hey i'm not part of hot apollo i am hot apollo yeah until you're 
bandmates get sick of the attitude and kick you out then you know then what then you're just back to yeah just being james <laughs> yeah i mean i recognize that like uh like i i yeah like hot apollo you know ultimately uh is is created by everyone in it you know like and i, I know that like uh I'm the most recognizable, and and honestly, most of the music, like the, the other musicians in the band, don't tend to want the spotlight. They just like you know, in, uh, a lot of them like prefer to, to just like you know play uh, the music, you know, uh, almost from the shadows. You know, they're, they're they're like they're good performers, but they don't uh, they don't like respond to like that level of attention in the same way. Yeah. Um, but uh, so like it's the fact that. I, I do naturally draw the most attention even when I'm not like performing. Uh, it does not bother them. In fact, they see the value in it because as I said, just being out of the world as James is its own form of promotion. Um, so yeah. it, it, it tends to work out, but like we are a band. It's not James and the rest. It's yeah, we're a hot Apollo. Uh, it's, it's James, it's Jamie on the drums, uh, Dan and March on, on guitars, Julian on bass. Like, you know, we're, we're a group. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm the front end of that group, uh, in, in every part of life, but like hot Apollo is the group endeavor, you know, I tend to think of, of, of a rock band, almost like a pirate ship where, uh, there's a sort of nominal leader, but everything's democratic. Everything's done by consensus. Everything, uh, is, is directed by the will of the, of the group, of the collective. You know, it's a, a rock band is not a military vessel. You know where where there's a, a strict chain of command, like a, a top-down hierarchy, and whatever I say goes. Yeah, okay. I like that comparison. I I never never heard that comparison before, but I like it. It makes sense. And you know, your your average rocker, well, they they do drink like pirates. So like, is that um that, that's a that's a big danger in the like especially in the whole you know rock and roll and metal scene and whatever uh, or just you know music in general like the the access to you know everything that that feels good but is bad for you it becomes a lot easier like how is how do you deal with those temptations because even though you know you're not doing arena shows yet just yet you'll get there like i i do imagine uh, especially being the front man that you do get offered things sometimes or people like offer themselves to you even i i, I don't know I, I don't know i'm just speculating but how do you how do you deal with those temptations um i've got to be honest it's not a temptation for me uh i only ever drank when i was 15 and i realized it wasn't for me it just uh like my mind you know partially by the end of being like neurodivergent as as, as heavens um uh, is already in a, in a sort of uh state where it's high on itself you know i'm high on myself so I don't really need um, exogenous substances to, to to get what a lot of people get out of, of drinking drugs. So uh, for me, it'd just be a waste of money. So it's not a temptation for me at all. Oh, that's, no, that's I'm, not, I'm not like, you know, it's, I, I, I don't knock it. I'm not like philosophically against that stuff. It's just not for me. Well, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. I mean, that, that's, that's promising, you know, at, at least that's, that's one rocker who will uh, live past 27. Um, it's, always, it's always such a shame when, you know, a, a artist or a band with such great potential and like so much more to go just fizzles out so so soon so it's it's good to hear that it's really you know no temptation for you at all that you're you're probably one of a few in the in the rock scene because you know the whole like sex drugs and rock and roll right that's that's the the image we have yeah and... sex and rock and roll are great but the drugs 
just an afternoon. <laughs> well, that's 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 good. That's good to hear. I mean, you know, who doesn't love sex and, and rock and roll? It's the drugs part. That's. But I mean, you you'll notice that a lot of the 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 people who keep going on uh, eventually do slow down on the drug aspect too. You know. Like, I don't think Mick Jagger's touched drugs since he was like 27 or something. Like, that dude's, you know, just on a, you know, a, like, the, like, the only thing I've ever seen him drink is like Evian, right? Uh, no, not, not Jagger. Uh, Ri uh, Keith Richards, on the other hand. Yeah, Richards might be a mutant, actually. Uh, that dude is, is exceptionally lucky to, to, but even he's not, like, he doesn't go as hard as he did. Like, he, like, he hasn't touched like heroin since the 70s. Like, he's relatively clean. Like he still likes to drink, but like I don't think like he he's going on like you know five day benders or anything. Like I think he just you know has like a bottle of whiskey you know at, at sunset or whatever, and then you know does his thing. Um, I mean, uh, so yeah, even the guys who who love it like don't go hard for their whole lives unless those lives are much shorter. I think yeah, you you'll have exceptions here and there. Like I mean, like Lemmy's liver was like uh, super powered. Like like doctors did studies and he's like, Yeah, your your liver should not be this good, but it is. But even that, like he he didn't live that long either. You know? So yeah. It's, you've got to you've got like again, you've got to weigh, you know, it, it's it's a you've got to weigh, weigh your your choices and the, the consequences. And that's you know, everyone's choice to make. But I know it's very easy for me because I just didn't like the stuff in the first place. Hi everyone, this is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Well, I imagine as a as a artist, it being you know a hard life. There's there's quite some some pressure on you. You know, you have to perform and preferably perform like multiple multiple nights, uh, multiple nights a week. You gotta travel, and come up with uh, with new new stuff, new um, you know. You gotta think of you know as you're doing now a music video for the new song and like what's what song are are we going to push to be you know the hit single and whatever um like how do you how do you experience that like is there do you experience that i mean most of what you just mentioned is the fun part right um like you know the the business aspects are less fun but you know they're part of the journey so uh, i i can't ignore those either but yeah just i i i don't uh, i don't really let it get to me i know that this is what i'm here to do so uh I, I do i do what it takes and yeah like some of some of it like some parts are harder than others but it's all uh necessary to to getting where i want to go so uh i can't let the pressure get to me i just uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna persevere through anything never give up I mean, you know, as you said in the beginning, you are, you know, you are born for the, the rock and roll life. You don't see yourself doing anything else. So, I mean, it just seems like a lot of pressure. Like I have watched uh, like videos on YouTube for like a major, <clears throat> major tour, but you know, we're, we're, all, we're talking like already like the bigger established fans, you know, and just the amount of, of stuff that they have to, have to drag along and the whole setup for like for concert nights and I mean, let's, yeah, of course that's, you know, the, the business aspect uh, and, you know, that is less, less fun to do with. So uh, do, do you, 
outsource that? Do you have like a a manager, or do you just just deal with it and just just do it, even though you know it is the the least? Uh, fun? We don't currently have management, so a lot of that does fall to me. Um, but you know, like since I don't have anyone else to do it right now, uh, I've got to do it, and I'm going to keep doing it until I have someone else to do it for me. And uh, that's that's part of the job, so I'll do it. As I said, I. Uh, I'll always do whatever it takes. That's I, I love your attitude, man. It's very, like the very it's a very punk rock attitude, like very DIY, doing whatever it takes, grinding it out, and eventually it'll pay off and you'll make it big. That's exactly very fitting. Very yeah, very, very punk rock. You truly are a rocker. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it too. Otherwise, how yeah. do I do it? <laughs> That's that is that is very very true. Uh, so, do you have any upcoming? uh projects uh besides the, the music videos like are you currently writing any any new songs or are you uh are you recording any new we're stuff? always we're always creating as i said we're uh we're currently in the process of, of getting um of ramping up to our new album release the uh the new album will be out uh around late 2023 um the first single from it uh will be dropping in early july uh, the pre-save is already out there, uh, wherever you can pre-save things like Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Um, but uh, as I said, we already have a one full-length album and a bunch of singles and EPs uh, available everywhere you find music. So iTunes, Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you see music, search for Hot Apollo, you will find us. And as, as I said, we have a bunch of music videos on YouTube. Um, so yeah, you can find us anywhere. Just search for Hot Apollo. Uh, social media, Instagram, like same thing. Uh, we even have hotapollo.com for you know the music and, and other things like my poetry. Um, but yeah, and, you know, you know, feel free to reach out. And uh, if you happen to be able to be in Toronto on the weekend, uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but the next show is at the Rock Pile on Saturday, the twenty fourth of June, uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So come see us live, and and you know, uh, tell me what you think. But yeah, hot Apollo, check us out, love us, bring us into your hearts, your souls, your spirits, forge that connection. Awesome. Yeah, I have um, many of the uh, of your links already up in the description down below. Of course, um, the the video is uh, is live on uh, on YouTube right now, so the this the, the video podcast will uh, will stay up. So uh, for everyone who you know, maybe watching later, maybe listening later. Uh, if you're still in time, do go, uh, do go watch them. You know, just have a support, support an independent artist, support a a small but you know very much up and coming rock band. You know, as you as you can hear, James really has that that punk rock DIY attitudes, which is quite rare in uh, nowadays in the age where everyone wants everything now and preferably yesterday um so yeah first first rocker first hard rocker glam rocker punk rocker on the show i absolutely loved it uh and i will definitely be um be checking out your uh your music some more i have it on my spotify already and if not i will make sure to uh to put it in there and uh, if you manage to make it overseas, if you come to the uh, the Netherlands specifically, or yeah, or Belgium, I guess Netherlands or Belgium, please do shoot me a message. I would love to uh, to come to a show 
that would be uh that would be absolutely amazing you know to have you first have you on the podcast and actually witness uh witness you on stage in your uh your full full glory in your uh in your elements so that would be that would be awesome if that were uh were possible but for now you know keep grinding and uh i wish i wish you and uh and all your all your all your about your family the, the Oh, oh, I'm, I'm hearing an echo. echo. James, James. I'm, I'm hearing an echo from Okay, I'll just mute him real quick. I don't know what is going on. Um, but it's okay. It happens. it happens. But yeah, anyway, check out uh, Hot Apollo on all the socials. Check him out on YouTube. Check him out on Bandcamp. All the music streaming, music playing platforms. <laughs> well, uh, so something happened to his mic well anyway that that happens uh i have all their links in the description below hello still here still here james james technology can be fun until it's not anyway um like i i do want to give him a uh, a word as well so i'll just i'll wait a bit till uh can't hear me what that is exactly at the, the end of the show anyway um difficulties it happens i don't know i can't access his audio oh, i can hear you now ah there yeah, we go I, I, all right um sorry about that did uh is are we still live yeah 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 i uh i i didn't want to uh to cut it off with uh with the technical difficulties i want to you know, yeah, you sounded like you were wrapping up, and then like my microphone and and uh, uh, went went silent for a second. I couldn't hear anything. But all right, we're back now, just in time to say goodbye, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's getting pretty late uh, on uh, on my end. We're uh, we're close to midnight, so uh, I am going to wrap it up. I uh, I do want to thank you very much for uh, for coming on. Um, Anytime, absolute pleasure. Rock and roll star on the uh, the Grey Horror Pagans podcast. So uh, it was uh, it was amazing. Um, I. I'm gonna share my screen real quick just to show everybody who is watching your websites. Cause yeah, so the rock pile that's the show on Saturday. So if you are in the neighborhoods, everyone, please, please do go find them. That is a very glam rock cover. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, James, thank you very much for coming on. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it i'll uh, i'll definitely be uh, be putting on your uh, your music on repeat and i uh, i wish you uh, i wish you all the best i hope uh, hot apollo uh, like takes off and that you'll uh, able to uh, to live out your dream as a uh, a bona fide rock star and uh yeah have me back on whenever you like and uh yeah let's, let's see where this journey takes us yeah but yeah Definitely, and if you're uh, if you ever find yourselves uh, or you know with the bands in uh, in the Netherlands or uh, or Belgium, shoot me a message and I will definitely come uh, come to the show. Would I would love to enjoy that part of the world. That'd be so sweet. Yes, but let's uh, let's conquer Canada and uh, and North America first, and then take hot Apollo worldwide. Let's go. All right, thank you very much for coming on. This was another great show on the Greyhorn Pagans podcast. You can find the Greyhorn Pagans through our website, www.greyhornpagans.com. Uh, we are on all the major podcasting platforms. Uh, do find us on Good Pods. Good Pods is a very fun 
podcasting website. It's kind of podcasting, social media meets kind of blogging. It's it's a lot of fun. Do find us there. Um, yeah, this is uh, this was another great first on the Grey Hair Vegas podcast, James of Hot Apollo. Uh, thank you all. Have a good night, and until next time.